Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Abgenommen bedauert. The call of the open road. Man and boy and bike. No hurry. And the freeway stretching out forever. Or so it seems. Clean your goggles. Between the flies and the sweat, you'll see the truth. The freeway is flying towards a point on the horizon. The vanishing point. Want a bit of this? No thanks. Ribbit. Ribbit. Lonesome Creek doesn't quite live up to its name, does it? <laughs> We're not lonesome, and it sure doesn't sound like any of our friends out there are lonesome. I guess not. Are you warm enough? You can sure tell it's August when the sun goes down. I think that storm's gonna blow over. We probably could have kept going after all, but we're not in any hurry, right? It's nice here. We'll get a good start in the morning. Just have me a little smoke and catch up on my journal writing. Hey, you go on into the tent if you get sleepy. I'm not sleepy. Dad. Is something troubling you, Josh? I heard you tell Aunt Edie and Uncle Robert I might be coming to live with you. Well, now that's one of the things we're going to talk about before this trip is over. You mentioned it to them before you say one word to me. Well, it came up in conversation. They wanted to know how you were doing in school, how your mama was, things like that. I just mentioned it as a possibility, that's all. Yeah, right. Yeah, not one word to me. All right, I apologize. I guess I was waiting for the right moment. 
some romantic nonsense about us out in a canoe and sitting around in the campfire after cooking our own fresh-caught fish, and I'd bring it up, paint myself in an extremely favorable light, how much fun we'd have, and so on and so forth. <laughs> you don't need to paint yourself in a favorable light. No? No. Why, thank you. Would you like to come and live with me, Josh? I don't know. Dad, could you teach me how to wave so that people wave back at me like they do to you? <laughs> I saw you were practicing your waving all day. They all wave at you. Well, now they don't all wave at me. A lot of them do. Well, maybe. But I really don't have a special signal to get bikers and truckers to wave at me, you know. I don't know of such a thing. I mean, you tried all kinds of ways of waving today, and of course, sometimes the bikers and truckers waved at you, and sometimes it didn't. I hope it doesn't take you as many years as it's taken me to learn that I don't make people do things. My waving at the bikers and truckers, your waving at the bikers and truckers, is only one of the variables involved. The guy who doesn't wave may be thinking about where he's going to spend the night or, or how much longer he can go before he takes a piss. And the guy who does wave, well, maybe he needs to feel generous or, or waves at everybody like the Queen of England or, or just got laid and is feeling good. Who knows? But I'll tell you one thing. What's that? Oh, a motorcycle riding seems to be good for sorting things out. What sort of things? Oh, any old thing. Hey. Do you mind if I try out a few of my brilliant thoughts and insights on you? Go ahead. Sometimes I can't follow you, though. <laughs> That's what my students say. Anyway, I'll just shoot my mouth off and toss out a few things I've been thinking about all day while you were practicing your waving. They have to do with motorcycle riding and Grandma Weaver. Grandma Weaver? Dad, she didn't even recognize us. I can understand she might not recognize me. But she didn't recognize you. Hey, now hold on. What makes you so sure she didn't recognize us? Now just hold your horses. We were standing right there, right by her bed, and she starts talking about her son up in Canada and how the kids don't live with them and, and so on. Okay, I admit it's pretty disconcerting. But don't you think it's pretty interesting how we arrive and after Aunt Georgie says, Mother, here's some visitors for you, she opens her eyes and almost immediately starts talking about us? But she was talking about us as though we weren't there right in front of her. One of the boys is up there in Canada. He's a college professor up there. <laughs> it rains a lot up there in Canada. What's your name? Gave me the creeps. <laughs> well, what she said seemed to make sense to her. Didn't seem to give her the creeps. But even when you told her your name and my name, she didn't recognize us. How do you explain that? Well, just at the minute, I don't explain it, but I'm working on it. And the fact that she didn't use my name or your name the whole time we were there doesn't necessarily mean she didn't recognize us. Oh, no, not necessarily. Now, don't always take the easy explanation, Josh. I mean, if you want to get the most out of the brains you were so obviously born with, you've got to poke. You've got to challenge. You've got to rock the damn boat. I need to know a whole lot more about the brain. About what really gets stroked when somebody has a stroke. You know, Josh, everybody who's seen Grandma Weaver says she's really mixed up and is in bad shape mentally. And that's what I would have thought from all the letters that people have written me. People have known her all their lives. Until I saw her the other day. 
Now I'm not so sure. Now I think she's just using language, maybe even using memory in a way that I haven't thought about before. I think I might be on to something central about the way brains work. Where do the motorcycles fit in? Well, now, that is really interesting. You see, there's something powerfully paradoxical about riding a motorcycle on a trip. I mean, not just the real interesting thing that because I'm up in front and you're hanging on behind and we both got our helmets on so there's no chit-chat like there would be in a car or a bus and yet our bodies are close. You've got your arms around me part of the time and it feels good. It feels natural. But there's a, a whole different kind of reality going on. You know, something about paying close attention to the business of staying on the road. I mean, going fast on winding roads requires close attention. The margin for error is so small. At 60 miles an hour through a corner might be only a, a couple of inches wide on some corners. Adding a few more miles an hour through that corner might cut the groove down by half or more. You've got to pay attention. But the paradox is that, that paying such close attention to driving seems to stir up and integrate a whole lot of other things. I, mean, I have more insights and ideas riding on that motorcycle than I have in a month behind my desk back home. It doesn't work that way on the freeway, though. It's too easy on the freeway. Maybe most of us live our whole lives on the freeway. I'm kind of stupor. Josh. Hey, Josh. <laughs> well, I knew I was boring, but I didn't realize I was that boring. Hey, son, you've got to wake up and crawl into the tent. You're too big to carry. Well, I'm fine. Leave hey, me alone. I'm now, come on here. now. I'm come on. Fine. Just leave me here. You, but I'm ready for breakfast. I'm hungry. Oh. Sorry, I fell asleep on you last night. Hey, that's perfectly all right. I ended up falling asleep on myself. <laughs> Woke up in the middle of the night with the fire out, a very cold riding hand, my glasses still on, and slobber drooling out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and that flash flood, it, it just never materialized. I get up in the middle of the night to put the horses away, and nothing happened. We're going to get it, though. Maybe tonight, or maybe tomorrow morning, but it's coming. Where are you going, Josh? i got to go to the john. Okay, I'll just peel off a few layers of clothing in order. What do you want? I don't know. Pancakes, guess. Hi there. Do you want menus or just coffee? Oh, hi there. Oh, you were in here yesterday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Although storm clouds were building up so much and looked so threatening, we high-tailed it back to Lonesome <laughs> Creek where we got some exercise and a good night's sleep. <laughs> so, oh, Rose's Cafe, huh? Yep. Are you Rose? Oh, 
<laughs> Never was any Rose that I know of. My name's Margie. Oh, well, I'm Gary, and the boy in the old boys' room is my son, Josh. <laughs> well, Margie, with a hard G, we want breakfast, but we don't need menus. We know what we want. Fire away. Okay, we have a large orange juice, steak medium rare, hash browns and coffee for Josh, buttermilk, hotcakes, and a large milk. Okay. You want your coffee now? I'd love my coffee now. <laughs> One steak, medium rare, hash browns. Over here, Josh. What'd you get me? Large cakes. Oh, good. Hey, that stuff I was going on about last night, did it make any sense? Which stuff? Well, the stuff about Grandma Weaver. I think you fell asleep too early on. Dad, does Mom know about me maybe going to live with you? Uh, she knows. No, I wrote her a letter about it. <laughs> If she read the letter, she knows. She hasn't written back or called or anything? Well, I wrote just before we left. I wanted her to have time to think. Maybe talk out loud to herself and say a few things she wouldn't want you to hear. Things about you? Maybe. She doesn't like you. I know that. She really doesn't like you. I know that, too. Do you remember me talking about motorcycles and grooves? A little bit. Dad, can I drive today? Maybe. On a side road. Ah, sure. Then you'd find out about the groove. Anyway, you know how we say things are groovy or in the groove? <laughs> well, maybe you do. Okay, okay, but jazz musicians say it, and we all said it in the 60s. Grooving on the sunshine, etc., etc. Well, it all fits together. Sorry, you've lost me. What fits together? Well, the basic idea is that there's a groove that I can follow that's exactly right for me to live in an optimum way. Guiding that motorcycle down the groove through a corner has become a metaphor for living in a tuned-in, turned-on way. Responsive to things as they come, and yet selective for things to respond fully to. Uh, High River Fire Department. High River Here's your coffee. I'll see you boys later. Uh, that, that calls for me. Okay, now, where was I? Oh, yeah, and Grandma Weaver, well, she's in the group as you well. You fellas see? didn't get as far as you wanted to yesterday. Uh, hi there. Uh, no, no, we uh, got worried about the weather and went back down to Lonesome Creek. <laughs> Decided to come back here for breakfast, though. This sure is a good place to eat. Do you think so? Yes, I do. Hey, Dad, can I have some money for the jukebox? Oh, you out of money already. No. Here, play Anne Murray. I like to listen to her. Well, I don't... Hey, I... now go ahead, then you can choose the next one. That's not Anne Murray. Uh, I must have pushed the wrong button. Look, it says R3 Anne Murray, Snowbird. Did you push R3? Uh, I don't know, I... I thought I did. Here, look, here's your quarterback. It don't matter. I missed the damn fire truck. I waited at the corner for ages and no damn truck came by. Hey, Margie, bring me a fresh coffee, will you? In a minute. They shouldn't serve people like that in here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> people who miss fire trucks? There's a lot of weather in them clouds. And you fellas are on a motorcycle, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. We've just come back from Shelby, Montana, where we've been visiting his great-grandma and all his great-aunts and uncles. That's so. Yeah. I got my driver's license taken away from me now. I had to get a physical exam to get a health card so as I could work in this restaurant. And she didn't put no ketchup on your table. Hang on, I'll get some. Dad, I don't want him talking to us while we're eating. Look, we're not eating yet, are we? He's just somebody who wants to talk, that's all. 
Well, maybe he's lonely. <laughs> Sometimes I think I don't travel. I just go to see people. Anne Murray. Here you are. And here's your juice. Ah, thanks. <clears throat> Do you think you could hurry them up in the kitchen? You see, Josh, any minute you... now. The doctor said I had something wrong with my brain, and I'd have to see a specialist. I got epilepsy. You know what that is? Epilepsy? Uh, sort of. Uh, I'm going to play Buddy Holly. I, I like those songs. I'll use my own quarter. Josh, everybody thinks I'm crazy. They say I am, and maybe I am. But I know something that they don't know. Oh yes. And what's that? Here you are. Sorry it took so long. <laughs> Thanks, Margie. Earl, Harry needs you in the kitchen. Tell Harry I'll be there in a minute. He needs you right now. Hey, Margie, have you seen the show at the drive-in? No, but I'm not going with you. I may be blonde, but I'm not dumb. Oh, you want a bit? Oh. And if you boys want anything more, you just let me know. Blueberry pie will be ready in about ten minutes. Thanks. We just might wait around for something like homemade blueberry pie. Hey, Margie, how about that coffee, huh? And bring me two of them jelly donuts when you get a minute or ten. Ah, hold your horses. Hadn't you better go give Margie a hand? She's all right. <laughs> Don't worry about her. Now me. I've got the mind of a little girl that died. Dad, it's okay, Josh. Eat your pancakes. When they sent me over to Calgary to that specialist, he put me on a table and put some needles in my head, but wouldn't let me see what he was doing. Dad, please. What's the matter? Am I upsetting your stomach? Just made me lay there with my head covered up for the longest time. I just laid there. I never said a word. But they had this little girl there at the same time who died. She might have been dead at the time, or she might have died later. I don't know. But I think I know how she died. What they did when when they put those needles in my head. They put her brain in my head. At least the nerve section. Dad, let's go. Look at hold your horses, Josh. I haven't finished my breakfast. Well, I have. I'm finished. I'm gonna look at the postcards and I'll meet you outside. Josh, hurry up. Let him go. Kids don't want to know about nothing. Ever since then, I've had this vision or a dream. Her dream. No, I don't know if it's her dream or her memory, but I can see it plain as day, just like I was there.、Mm -hmm. It's just like I was there in that little girl's body. She was on a wheat combine. She'd ridden a horse out to it with two other kids. I can see their bodies, but their faces are blanks. Like their faces have been erased, maybe. Anybody out there want fresh blueberry pie? Oh yes, please. Yeah, I'll have a piece over here, Margie. Okay. Would you like to join me in a piece of fresh blueberry pie? No thanks. Crust tastes like cardboard, and he puts too much sugar in. Well, suit yourself. <laughs> you know, your story is really amazing. It's funny, but it fits in with the very things I've been thinking about on this trip. S say who? Who are you? Are you 
A doctor? <laughs> no. Well, not kind of doctor you mean, but I'm very, very, very interested in the brain. You make a difference between the brain and the mind? Oh, certainly. Dad, are you coming or not? Look, five more minutes, Josh. Here you are. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, listen, I'd better pay now. My boy's getting anxious to hit the road. Okay. Harry's getting more than anxious, Earl. Harry's getting fed up. That's 1350 counting the pie. Well, here's 15. Oh. Food and the service are first rate. Why, thank you. <laughs> Margie, you're wanted up front. I'm coming. Did you find some postcards you liked? A couple. I'd like this old Henry bar to you. So soon after breakfast? It's for later. Tell my dad I'll be outside. Of course there's a distinction. I mean, I could hold a dead man's brain in my hands, turn it around, feel its weight, and so on, but unless I had known the man or read about him or, or, or heard about him or read something that he'd written, I wouldn't know anything about his mind. So it's the little girl's mind you think you have, right? That's right. You, you want to hear exactly how it was? I certainly do. You mind if I sit down? <laughs> Go right ahead. You know, when when those doctors were putting the little girl's mind in my head, I could feel her mind coming into me. You could feel her mind coming? I could feel it coming, and I just let it come. I was laying there with dark claws over my head for a long time, listening. I could tell that there was someone else nearby, but I didn't know that it was the little girl. The doctors were working on somebody, though. And then I felt this other mind coming. This other memory. And I knew I needed to be very still and let it come. I simply turned my own mind off. I said, mind, stop thinking. Stop thinking. And my mind just calmed down and quieted down real smooth. Real smooth. There wasn't nothing happening there. I just waited. <laughs> and pretty soon, here she came. She came in just like she'd been there forever. And I could see everything that happened on the wheat combine just like I was there. Everything but those other kids' faces. There was just blanks instead of their faces. And the interesting part is that it, it's just that one part that I can see. And it's as clear as day, but nothing else. And even that part just stops blank. That man whipped the horse once, and it didn't do nothing. But then he whipped it again, and it... Took off running and dragged that little girl clear across the wheat field. But the vision just stops blank after a few seconds. And she's bouncing and screaming and the horse's hooves are pounding in the dirt. And then, click, 
Nothing more. I wonder if that's when she died. Oh, that's incredible. Tell me, do you have epileptic fits? Well, I used to. I don't have the fits anymore. I've got all that under control. But I sure have her memory. All the time, over and over. Earl! I'm coming, I'm coming. Yeah, Earl, stop filling that nice man's head full of lies. Lies? Lies, is it? You think that's strange, what I just told you? Yeah, strange and wonderful. What an amazing experience to have had. Not so amazing when you have to live with it day after day <laughs> after day when you... Earl. <laughs> you see that man over there? Where? The one that called out to me, the bastard over there in the big hat. Oh, yeah, I see him. You two don't exactly seem to be kissing cousins. Kissing? Well, he was there. Two on that combine and this little girl had ridden up and tied the reins onto her hand well that man over there took a bullwhip there was a bullwhip there on the combine and he began whipping that horse and whipping that horse and whipping it lord how he whipped that horse I don't know why well it started to run off dragging that little girl and I remember all that it didn't happen to me. It happened to her. But I got her memory up there in that hospital. Now I can't get rid of it. It's inside me for good, like a footprint in cement. I can't stand it. I can't tolerate it much longer. I have to go now. Thanks for telling me your story. It's pretty weird, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty weird, all right. Yeah. Have you asked him about the little girl? Who? Kozov? Yeah. He told me I was crazy. That he didn't know nothing about any dead little girl. He tells everybody I'm off my rocker. He'll tell you if you ask him. But he hasn't always lived near here. He comes from someplace else, someplace near Saskatoon. How do we know... What happened over there in Saskatoon? Yeah, but the little girl, the little girl who died was in Calgary. Why would they send a girl with a head injury all the way from Saskatoon to Calgary? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. He may never have come from Saskatoon at all. He just says his name is Kolosoff and that he comes from Saskatoon and that he never knew no little girl in the wheat field. Earl, um... I really have to go now. You don't believe me, do you? I believe that you believe it. You don't know what it feels like. Having somebody else's memory inside your head. That man on the combine and the bullwhip. The sound of it. And the horse dragging that little girl and her screams. I hope nothing like that ever happens to you. I hope not. Earl! I'm coming. I'm coming. Help! 
Sorry I was so long. Having breakfast with a lunatic? Hey, I don't know about that. You didn't hear the whole story. I mean, it's his way of making sense out of the world. Just like with Grandma Weed. I mean, it's so easy to call it craziness. It's too easy. Boy, I got a lot to think about. Okay, hang on. Here we go. Hey, Dad. You know what Mom says? She says you never listen to anybody. She says you don't have the first idea about listening. Look, I know you're feeling a bit fed up with me just now, Josh, but let's leave your mother out of it, shall we? If you want to fight, let's fight fair. Just go. Just get going. I'd never live with you. Look, we'll talk about it later. I don't want to talk about it. My decision's final. So you say. recognize him. And sometimes Josh finds him a little hard to follow. Josh is riding right there behind him, but he is a blind spot in his father's rearview mirror. The mirror only reflects the freeway falling away behind him to the vanishing. Features in the cast were Gary Chalk as Gary and Sean Clements as Josh, with Tom Heaton as the man, Cam Lane as Kolosoff, and Alana Shields as Margie. Original music was by Don Druick, with Christopher Robertson and Karen Erickson Koch. Technical operations were by Chris Cutris, with sound effects by Jay Hyrene, and the production assistant was Dagmar Kafanka. The series theme is by John Roby, the script editor is Sandra Rabinovich, and the voice of Vanishing Point is David Calderisi. In the Groove was produced and directed at CBC Vancouver by John Giuliani. The executive producer of Vanishing Point is William Lane. Next Monday night, the new season continues with a light-hearted play about real estate by Rachel Wyatt. It's called Soft Landscape, and the production features Saul Rubinek and Mary Long. That's next Monday night. Same time, same station. Until then, I'm Barbara Budd, wishing you good night. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Stanley Teagarden is going on a little holiday. He needs a rest. But even on holiday, Stanley is always on the alert, always ready for the test. After all, it can happen anywhere, anytime. But is Stanley really ready for the biggest test of his life? Will he recognize the signs, the clues? Will you? Or, like Stanley, will you step blindly through that point of no return? Through vanishing point. I like mechanics magazines. False. I have a good appetite. True. I think I would like the work of a librarian. True. I am easily awakened by noise. Can you see the island yet? Hmm? Which island? Jamaica. Of course, Jamaica. Uh, no, we're kind of over the wing. Good afternoon, you lucky so-and-sos. Air Canada Flight 101 will be landing at Donald Sangster International Airport in approximately 10 minutes. The temperature in Montego Bay is 30 degrees Celsius on the clear skies. Oh, that's what I wanted to hear. Sounds great. <laughs> Is this your first time? Jamaica. Oh, yes, but I've read a great deal on the Caribbean. Well, believe me, the brochures don't tell the whole story. Uh, no, I suppose that's true. Do you come here often? <laughs> oh, sure. Whenever we can. I remember all the stories. You must know me. That's okay, my friend, Johnson. Uh, bothering the stewardesses. Don't you remember? I'm sorry. I've interrupted your concentration. It's all right. The attendant would have been by in a moment anyway. Right. I'm sorry, sir. That briefcase must be placed under the seat. Yes, exactly. Bring me another one. Call me Johnson and Johnson. Bring me two. This is a working vacation. Hey. No. Hey, and I'll just try to tell these guys. I am. Do remember that guy? I've been trying to peek over your shoulder ever since we left Toronto. What are those forms you're working on? Something important? No. Just forms. Oh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me. Excuse me. I, I, I'm sorry about that. Uh, excuse me. Why? Here he comes. <laughs> Three sheets to the wind. <sighs> These open fire flights. <laughs> oh, hi. Johnson, this uh, is... Stanley uh, Teagarten. Stan? Uh, Stan. Pleased to meet yeah, you. Pleased to meet you, pal. And I'm Rose. Pleased to meet you, Rose. Now, where did I leave that lighter? Hey, the warning light's going to go on any minute. have quite a well-developed sense of anticipation. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it like that before. So, where are you staying, Stan? I'm flying on to Kingston. I was kind of thinking I'd stay in a place called the Old Titchfield in Port Antonio. Ouch. But I hadn't made any reservations. Is there something... Well, it's uh, very quiet. It's very old. Old is the operative word when you're talking about the Old Titchfield. Oh. But it's very lovely. I mean... Really? Yeah, especially if you got work to do. Yeah. Oh, are you a writer? Oh, no. I don't really have any work to do. Maybe you have a better suggestion. Stan, the titch feels very relaxed, but kind of starchy, you know? <laughs> the fact is, Stan, the South Shore is dead. Dead? Yeah, why don't you stop off at Mo Bay? Montego hmm? Bay. <laughs> we stay at the Holiday Inn. Well, 
I don't know. Hey, no trouble with rooms. Not this time of year. You probably have other plans. Not really. No, but maybe you were hoping for a little peace and quiet, right? I suppose. Oh, hell. Why don't you give it a try for a day or two? You can always go down to the South Shore later. Such a nice trip through the interior. Johnson, you're being a bully. Oh, no. I, perhaps he's right. Sometimes it's good to do something different for a change. That is, if you sure you don't mind. Us? No, What's not at all. What's there to mind? Mesdames et messieurs, nous nous approchons de l'aéroport international de Donald Sangster. Voulez-vous éteindre vos cigarettes si vous n'avez pas encore you sure it's okay? Hey, don't mind him. He hates landings. No, what I hate is customs. <laughs> you should see him. He looks like he really is smuggling something. Come on, let's get it over with. Well, really, John. Once in a while, I put off until tomorrow what I ought to do today. True. I do not mind being made fun of. False. Much of the time, I feel as if I have done something wrong or evil. True. My hardest battles are with myself. Hey, there's Rose now. See? Straight up, straight up. Oh, oh. Yes, yes. Wow, can that woman swim? She should be careful. Hey, it's only water. You like her, Stan? Oh, uh, yes. She's very nice. Yeah, yeah, well, that's Rose. Nice girl. Time to close up shop, eh? Excuse me? It's your briefcase. Don't you go anywhere without it? It's a little test, that's all. Just something to pass the time. Stan... Are you having any fun at all? Why, yes. I think I am. Well, Rose was kind of wondering. Oh, uh, John... Hey, look, I'm sorry about the Holiday Inn being full, pal, but that place up the beach looks pretty nice. What's that called again? The Outlook Inn. Yeah, the Outlook Inn. It's yeah, fine. Right. I've been meaning to invite you over. Yeah? I could mix up some drinks. Hey, that would be great. <laughs> hey, 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 look who is here. Hi. Hiya, gorgeous. Oh, <laughs> Oh, please. Yeah, here you are. Oh, thanks. We thought maybe you were heading for Cuba. <laughs> you shouldn't swim so far out. You could get pregnant. What? Pregnant? <laughs> Don't laugh. See that little speck of an island out there? Yeah. No. You, you can see it from my room. It's the island of the dead. And every now and then, the spirits swim home to the mainland to impregnate the young women. Oh, geez, Stan. Well, where else do babies come from? Oh, you haven't been reading the same brochure as I have. Oh, Stan, you cracked me up. So, what do the men do around here? Oh, they have their function. They open things up, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, crack the ice, you mean? <laughs> I suppose. Well, that's great, just great. Hey, and uh, speaking of ice, the sun is over the yard arm. Anyone for a drink? No, thanks. No, no. Let me dry off a bit first, okay? Anyway, I want to pester Stanley a bit, keep him from working on his mysterious form. Oh well, uh, you better watch him. It's a test. Oh, so. You broke him down at last. Oh, nothing physical. Just made him feel rotten. Hey, pal. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pregnant. <laughs> well, we'll see you guys later. Bye, Johnson. Bye. 
<sighs> Testy. Sort of. Oh, that sun feels so good. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Oh, I feel so sleepy. Maybe I am pregnant. All that swimming. <laughs> Johnson would make a fine father. Hmm? Nothing. This test. Are you the testor or the testee? Both, I guess. I love my mother. True. At times, I can make up my mind with unusually great ease. True. Once I get started on something, I always see it through. False. I like movie love scenes. Coming. Hi. Hi. Oh, where's Johnson? Oh, he's gone for cigarettes. May I... Oh, please, come in. Here, let me take your coat. <laughs> this is all there is. Oh. <laughs> hey, this is nice. Yes, it is quite comfortable. You know that spiel about the best surprise is no surprise? Our air conditioning is haywire. The place is an icebox. That's terrible. I just have these overhead fans. They don't mm -hmm. do much. I uh, mixed up some drinks. Here you go. It's my own recipe. Hmm. Green. <laughs> huh. uh, what do you call it? Tequila Mockingbird? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, you are full of surprises. <laughs> I like to mix drinks. <laughs> what else do you like to do? Oh, uh, you know, movies. You like to do tests, right? How's it going? Oh, fine. Now, don't tell me you're going to bring it to dinner. Oh, no. I, I was just whiling away the time. <laughs> you a psychologist? I caught a glimpse over your shoulder. And... <laughs> What's so funny? Well, it's just you and Johnson. I never meant to be so mysterious. <laughs> oh, but you are Stanley T. Garden. It was the first thing that attracted me to you. I am kind of enjoying the attention. No, I'm not a psychologist. I do some psychometry, psychological measurement in my line of work. Ah, which is? I'm in personnel for a large insurance outfit. Not so very mysterious. So this is a working vacation after all. I guess it must look that way. Look, let me show you something. Sure. This is the good old MMPI. Oh, of course. The what? The Minnesota Multiphasic Personality Inventory. Oh. It's uh, sort of like an IQ. Vaguely, more than that. My people treat me more like a child than an adult. And you fill in true or false on a separate sheet like this. Hey, I did something like this once. What was it now? Um, Which would you rather do? Make love to a beautiful woman or keep your desk neat and tidy. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds more like the EPPS, the Edwards Personal Preference Schedule. It's a forced choice. It's no choice at all. 
<clears throat> the MMPI is different. It's not perfect, of course. Huh? I sometimes think, wouldn't it be great if there was a machine that could measure the graphic density of a person's response? Uh-huh. I mean, how hard he presses on the pencil as he fills in true or false. Uh-huh. A machine that could measure the act itself. Let's see. The act is the real test. Oh, and you're designing this machine? No. It's just a thought. Oh, so this MMPI is, is sort of a hobby. I guess. May I freshen your drink? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. This is boring you. <laughs> Not at all. See, I like to test myself to see how I'm doing every now and then. Are you getting any better? Oh, it's not like that. If the test works, and I believe it can, here you are. Thanks. It depends on being consistent over time. You mean you don't change? Of course I change. We all change. Hey, I was just teasing you, Stanley. I'm sorry. I'm a little touchy about this. Hey, Stan. It's only test. a test. I know. But it's really a kind of preparation for the real test. The real test? Out here. Life. You know what I mean? Oh, I've got an idea. Oh, wow. Look. What a view. Oh, do you want to go out there? Oh. Isn't the air down here something else? Mm. Hey, you can see clear to the north end of the beach. See that grove? Yes. After sunset, the dreadlocks gather down there. Have you seen them? No. I don't get out much at night. Oh, cheer up, Stan. Are you sorry you didn't go on to Port Antonio? No, I'm not sorry. It might have been quieter. Easier. Should I take that personally? Oh, no. It's just that I'm used to being alone. Oh, I hate to be alone. Have you ever noticed how you can be alone in the middle of a crowd? I feel like that sometimes. Funny, though, I never feel like that with Johnson. That's why I like to travel with him. He's a lot of fun. Tell me more about Stanley Teagard. You can find him in that briefcase over there. Oh, no, 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 no. You, Stan. You mean... The real thing? Yes. I want to get to know you. So do I. <laughs> oh, I've never met anyone like you. There's a crowd gathering up the beach away, see? Okay, okay. Near the grove. I've got binoculars here. Oh, been watching the birds, eh? Something seems to have washed up on the tide. Yeah? Where? Some kind of large fish or something. Oh, can I see? Here, here. Hard to tell. Everyone's pressing in. Oh, yuck. Oh, now I see it. Oh, it's a shark, I think. Or a wasp. God, it looks like it blew up. What are you looking at now? Huh? Oh, oh I'm just looking for that island you mentioned. can't see it. The light's deceptive this time of day. Wow, these glasses are strong. I can see the Holiday Inn. Huh? One, two, three, four. There's our room. Let me look at the shark. Sure. I, oh, oh, wait a, wait a second. Well, can you beat that? What's happened? We've been stood up. Johnson's down there gaping at the dead shark with all the little boys. Sleaze. Are you sure? Are you disappointed? No. Here, take a look. I'll just go and freshen up. Then I, I guess we might as well head down for dinner. Yes. Okay. I'll uh, just be a moment. 
I'll be here. <laughs> my head is down, my something's my turning around. around. I gotta leave a little, leave girl, a little in girl in Montego Bay Town. But look how far we've come. Oh, isn't it gorgeous? There's no one around. Let's just walk all night. I can never get Johnson to do that. I'm getting kind of tired. Oh, come on, spoil sport. Why? Why? Oh, Stan. Has anyone ever told you you have a way with words? We've moved that shot. <laughs> yep. I bet people tell you that all the time. It was just around here. <laughs> yes, you can still see the marks. Poor old Sharky. Let's sit for a minute. Oh, yuck, not here. I'm bushed. Well, okay. Over here. Come on, Stan. Not so far away. wonder what happened to Johnson. Oh, he's probably out strutting his stuff. Won't he be wondering about you? Oh, not Johnson. There's a cruise ship in tonight. You knew he wasn't coming to dinner, didn't you? No, not at all. Not until you saw him on the beach? Well, I had my suspicions. So did I. Oh, Stan. Did you think... Johnson and I are just pals. We travel together. Sometimes it's easier to meet people that way. Oh, come on. You knew that. No, I did not know that. No, I guess you didn't. I am very careful about the way I dress. I would never have guessed. Oh, some psychologist. You turned out to be. I have the same dream over and over and over. No, I am not a psychologist. I never said I was a psychologist. Stan, you okay? I haven't been frightened in the middle of the night. What are you thinking? You seem so far away. A traveling companion. No, I, I was thinking of my own traveling companion. Hmm? Oh, oh, oh. You test. Hmm. The test. Well, while we're on the subject, what would you rather do? Tidy your desk or make love to a beautiful woman. Hmm? I told you, that was the Edwards' personal preference I schedule. Know, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm changing tests in midstream, and it's a forced choice. I have had periods in which I lost sleep over worry. I am apt to pass up something I want to do because others feel I am not going about it in the right way. Stan. I usually have to stop and think. Before I am. Even in trifling moments. I often feel as if things were not real. Almost every day something happens to frighten me. Come on, speak to me. What happened? You look so pale. Could you hear it? What? It seems so loud. You were so close. Do you have these moments often? I'm ridiculous to someone like you or Johnson, aren't I? Not ridiculous. Odd, maybe. But I like that about you. Odd. A little full of yourself, perhaps. 
Obsessive, compulsive. It's funny. It was your quietness which attracted me to you on the plane. There was Johnson off chatting up the stewardesses, and there was I feeling kind of cozy, as if I was meant to be with you, not him. I felt like I was somehow wrapped up in what you were doing. I feel like I want to crawl right in under your skin. There isn't room left inside me. Like you said, I'm full of myself. Yeah, I didn't mean it that way. But you were right. There's a cure for everything. Is there? You could always try tidying up your desk. That isn't really the correct wording, you know. Hmm? It should be, A, I like to keep my things neat and orderly on my desk or workspace. Or, B, I like to be in love with someone of the opposite sex. It was a joke, Stanley. Where is Johnson really? What is this? Hey, listen, can't a girl find you interesting? That's what I'd like to find out. Let's walk a little. Uh, maybe maybe we could score some ganja from the dreadlocks. We could do with a little cooling out. Why don't we just uh, go back to my room? Oh, Stan. We can't go back to your room, not with the air conditioning on the blink. What's got into you? I thought you wanted me a minute ago. I never said that. Oh, boy. Stan, uh, let's walk some more. Get to know each other. I know all I have to, thank you. Oh, thanks. Let's just say that I can see through your little plan. What? Let's just walk a little further. Just far enough so that the outlook in is effectively out of sight. Stan... I don't know if this is Johnson one of your... wouldn't be such a fool as to turn on all the lights, but you can never be too safe. Anyway, he'll have to use a flashlight at least to make the transfer. This isn't an act, is it? You two always manage to find some kook you can manipulate, don't you? Some uh, fruitcake who unwittingly gets to carry the goods back home. Do you take turns? Excuse me, but I'm going home. Hey, does Johnson replace the briefcase or just do a little surgery on it? It is the briefcase, isn't it? Hey! Come back here! No, you don't! You're hurting my arm! It is the briefcase, isn't it? Now, don't think I haven't noticed all the attention you two lavished on my briefcase. I don't know what you're talking about! Ice! Isn't it? Ice from Venezuela! Ice? What are you saying? All that talk on the beach about cracking the ice. A little in-joke. Diamonds! (laughs) <laughs> Don't play stupid with me. Whatever I did to hurt you, I'm sorry. Ice, now that's really, what gave I... me the clue. Oh, I was on to you from the start. The way you conned me into coming here in the first place. The bit about how much Johnson hates customs. Now, I knew you were up to something. I just wasn't sure what or how. Oh, God, you're crazy. And you were always checking to make sure how much I knew, whether I was on to you. No, no. And then tonight... The way you dragged me out onto the balcony so we'd see Johnson and he'd see us. You've got this all wrong. No. (laughs) You and Johnson have got me all wrong. Okay, there was some kind of conspiracy between me and Johnson. It was just him trying to help me to get to know you better. Precisely. How the hell is he supposed to get in your place anyway? Oh, come on now. A man like Johnson? Ow! Let go of me, please! No! No, no, you don't! This this is the task. It's the real task. Insulting and vulgar things about me. I feel uneasy indoors. True! 
I believe I am a condemned person. True. I love to go to dances. Everything's the same. The storm terrorifies me. True. Peculiar odors. Or something at times that don't hope should be thing. Sometimes I easily become impatient. I become so excited that I find it hard to get the sleep. Anxiety. At times I hear so well it bothers me. I am not afraid of mice. That's more like Oh. You were better than most. I mean, it took a long time to figure out what you wanted, what you were up to. You know, fit the pieces together. You couldn't have fooled me. I'm too prepared. I've done all the tests, Rose, all of them. Oh, God. Don't cry. cry. I'll go along with it. I'll pretend there's nothing in my case. You'll see. Customs won't even check. I won't cry. Look, Rose. There's a light in my room. Can you see it? Maybe you left it on, Stanley. No, look. See? Count up the floors, Rose. There, in the northwest corner. Yes, Rose. Was the light on in Stanley's room? Rose didn't see the light. But maybe she hadn't counted high enough. Or maybe she was too afraid to see the light. In any case, it was wise of her not to argue too strenuously. Stanley was right there beside her, but he was also a million miles away on the other side of the vanishing point. The Testing of Stanley Teagarten by Tim Wynne-Jones Tom Hoff was heard as Stanley, Diana Belshaw as Rose, and Michael Hogan as Johnson, with Marie-Hélène Fontaine as the airline hostess. The voice of introduction was David Calderisi. Technical operations were by Brian Pape, with sound effects by Stephanie McKenna, and the production assistant was Nina Callahan. The casting consultant was Anne Tate with Catherine Castor, and the series script editor is Sandra Rabinovich. The Testing of Stanley Teagarten was produced at Studio G in Toronto by series executive producer William Lane. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.